Good morning, gorgeous. How are you ladies doing this morning? I hope you're doing absolutely wonderful. I'm Dr. Daff and you're listening to The Dr. Daff Show. Today, we are continuing our series, Fiercely Feminine, where we talk about things that are probably getting in the way of you really being the feminine woman that God has called you to be from fully stepping into your you because of the things that maybe have held you back in your life. These are topics that are sensitive, that are touchy, that are heartfelt, that are heavy. And so I want you to mentally prepare for that. Just know that there could be things that could trigger you. And if that's the case, please listen with a trusted therapist or friend and just be advised to have mental health support for yourself if you need it. But what I pray is that the love of God surrounds you, that you feel Jesus in your heart, that you feel Jesus in your room, your car, your office, wherever you are right now, and that you are touched by his healing power because his power is here right now in this podcast to heal, to heal your brokenness and to renew and revive you to step into the woman that he created you to be. Today, we are talking about how rejection impacts your femininity. This is something that is very closely tied to what we talked about last time, which was how abandonment can affect your femininity. They're very close related, but they are not the same. And a lot of rejection happens in so many different ways outside of childhood, outside of your parents. And it does impact the way that you show up for the world and for yourself, my love. So I want you to go ahead and sit back, relax, get something nice and warm and cozy to drink. And let's just take this in. Let's be together right now and allow Jesus to be here with us to be able to talk with you personally about your personal life, your personal challenges and heal you. We're in the season of fall and during the fall seasons, the winter seasons, unfortunately, a lot of us can experience underlying triggers because of the holidays that can spark up different issues in us like depression and anxiety and different things that show up in our lives. So it's a very sensitive time for a lot of people and that's why I really wanted to talk about Fiercely Feminine during this time to empower you to step out of that and not keep that as something that's for you because none of those things and none of those labels are for you. I want to describe what rejection is. What does it actually mean to feel rejection? Rejection is the refusal, the dismissal of a person, of an idea, of you. And this is something that oftentimes shows up from the very beginning of life. Rejection is when a person feels like they are not wanted, not accepted, not valued, and that they are not worthy of whatever it is that they're seeking. So it's a very deep-seated, painful wound that often starts even at the very beginning of life. The late Derek Prince talked about babies who have been rejected from the womb. 
and how they're able to feel that sense of rejection as soon as they enter the world. So if you had a parent who had an unplanned or unwanted pregnancy and considered abortion, considered not keeping you, just felt like they were unhappy having you, that rejection is felt in the womb by the baby. And so entering the world, you may already feel like you're not supposed to be here, which is a lie because you are supposed to be here. Regardless of the method in which you came in, you are supposed to be here because God wanted you here and God placed you here. And We'll talk more about that later, but I want to talk about how early rejection can be felt. Now, rejection, of course, is felt oftentimes through childhood. So if you had parents who did not give you the emotional reciprocity, the emotional love, the physical love that you needed, if a parent and a child are connecting properly, then what happens is there is a sort of ping pong, right? It's I give you take. You give, I take. It's back and forth. So if a parent is smiling, hi, little baby. Hi, sweetie. The baby responds. Or if the baby points to something in the sky, the parent goes, is that a plane? There's back and forth. But if a baby or a child is trying to interact with their parent and their parent isn't giving them anything, there's no emotional reciprocity, you're a bother, you're in the way, you're annoying, or the parent is so consumed in their own life and their own wants or jobs or whatever it is, that child will feel a deep sense of rejection. Like, I'm not worthy of your time. I'm not worthy of your love. And if that child is being abused physically, sexually, in any of those ways, there is that sense of rejection saying that I'm not worth love. Children who are in the foster care system oftentimes feel a deep sense of rejection. On top of feeling abandoned by their parents, they feel unwanted. And that sense of rejection stays with the person. It manifests inside and it creates concepts in a person's mind that shape how they see other people, how they see the world, how they see themselves. As a parent, when you have a child, there is supposed to be, there is a unspoken rule that you will give love. You will give comfort. That is your role as a parent. If your child falls and scrapes their knee, they're expecting you to care, expecting you to hug them, to hold them. And this is something that is internal. We're wired to feel that way. Other people are wired to feel that way about other people's children. If a person sees anyone's child hurt, they're going to react because it's within us. It's ingrained in us. So when a person is not getting that connection, that emotional, relational wire is distorted. And that then changes how they think other people are going to respond to them and what they have to do then to protect themselves as people. Unfortunately, children who have experienced rejection from their parents in particular, oftentimes lose the natural development of their brain. So because they're under so much stress, so much emotional stress, their brain then has to create new ways of thinking. And those coping mechanisms, a way that they deal with it, 
stops them from being able to see social situations the way a typical person would see them, see relationships the way a typical person will see them. Now, you may be listening to this thinking, well, I haven't really had parents that were very neglectful or abusive, but yet I still feel this deep sense of rejection, even from a young age. And of course, this can come in all kinds of ways. You know, you could be that person in your family who people just don't seem to like. You're not the prettiest one. You're often neglected. You're just sort of unseen in the family. Or perhaps you're the one that's a little bit different looking. Maybe you have a different father than the rest of your siblings and you just don't feel that sense of love and acceptance. Perhaps you were a more sensitive child and you cried often and your parents didn't give you that affection and love when you were crying. They said things like, you cry too much, like you need to stop being a crybaby. Or I'm going to give you something to cry about if you keep crying instead of addressing those emotional needs. You may have been a child who worked really hard in school and did your best and your parents just dismissed your hard work, dismissed your grades, or your parents talked about other children like they were better than you. And they're always complimenting this person's child and that person's child, but they didn't give you those same compliments. Maybe they didn't mention you, but the fact that they never talked about you in that way left you feeling rejected. Rejection is something that when it happens with a parent, it is probably the most severe because those are the people that are your safe people. Those are the people that show you what other people are supposed to be treating you like. However, rejection happens outside of the home as well. Oftentimes it happens with peers. So you could go to school and maybe you look a little differently than other people. Maybe you spoke a little bit differently than other people. Maybe you had a different financial situation than other people had. Or maybe you didn't have the same intellect. Maybe you went to a school where everyone was just really just up here and you felt like you couldn't keep up or you were in special education or something where you had to get extra help or pulled out of class or things that just showed this person's different, but in a negative way. And you just felt like you weren't good enough. Rejection can also come through bullying. For those of you who I'm so sorry if this happened to you, experienced severe bullying from other students. Or if you were in groups or clubs or things of that nature and you were bullied, this creates a deep sense of rejection. And with all of these different examples, and these are just a few, there are so many ways that a person could feel rejection in childhood. And again, please watch my video on abandonment because most of the examples I gave in that video, which there was a ton, are the same issues that show up oftentimes with rejection. But when you feel like this, unfortunately, it can create a negative self-image for yourself where you then see yourself in a different light than the truth, than the reality, because of the way other people have treated you. And who wants to walk around this world never feeling accepted, feeling like other people have it better than you do, feeling like you were never supposed to even be here? Who wants to walk around like that? That is painful. And what do people do with pain? Either they hide it, they overcompensate for it, or they dish it out to other people. 
And I want none of those things for you. If that has been your life, which I know for so many of you who have told me this has been your life, because of your deep sense of rejection, you have not been able to fully even see yourself properly. How you see yourself is not how other people see you. And you can never quite connect those dots because you just don't see it. Or you've acted in ways that you now regret because you were trying to protect yourself. You have hurt so many people. Or perhaps you have developed a certain sense of self-centeredness or narcissism. Because you did not get what you needed, you had to sort of overcompensate and make up for that. And now all you care about is just trying to be perfect for the world to be able to say you're enough. So now I want to talk about how rejection affects your femininity. We talked about some of the ways in which rejection shows up, how it can look as a child. As an adult, it does look very different in terms of feeling like maybe your relationships don't work out. Perhaps you don't get chosen for jobs. You just feel like everyone else has friends and you struggle to make a single girlfriend. Lots of different ways that it shows up as an adult. But usually the roots that make rejection show up in a very intense way typically does start in childhood, typically does have roots in childhood. But as an adult, we have to assimilate with the world. And there are so many opportunities that show up for us to experience rejection. As a feminine woman, part of your beautiful feminine nature is to be able to be open and loving and receiving and love on other people, pour into other people, be vulnerable. All of those things are threatened when you have rejection hurt. I was at the store the other day and my son had his pacifier in his mouth. He was in the stroller and he threw it and I was looking for it. I couldn't find it. So there was a person who was working there, an employee, and she was standing right there. And I turned to her and I said, excuse me, have you seen a pacifier anywhere on the floor? And she's like, what do you want? What do you want? And I said, what do I want? She's like, yeah, what do you want? And I was like, okay, let me, let me just, okay, let me just, cause <laughs> in that moment I felt rejected. And this is a very minor situation, right? All I'm doing is asking her a simple question. She works here. I would think she would be happy to help me. But if I have a sense that other people don't like me, people don't want me, people don't want to help me, then that rejection that she gave me by acting like she doesn't want to help me, acting like I am bothering her when she's just literally standing there, could cause a serious conflict within me, could cause my entire day to just be ruined if I have deep emotional wounds in that area already. And so this is something that can show up in the tiniest ways. That is a very tiny example. But imagine I'm dating a guy and I really like him and we go on a date and it was so amazing. And I get home, I text him, hey, I made it home safely. And he doesn't respond. And then I don't hear from him. That sense of rejection could send me into a whole spiral, right? It could send me into not showing up for work, smoking, drinking, oversleeping, just 
into a full depression because now it's like, wow, I actually gave up some of myself to someone. I showed up for the date. I was excited for it. I had hopes for a, a relationship. I thought everything worked out well. I was myself. I was authentic. And this person didn't even bother to say, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Just ghosted me, rejected me. And of course, babe, this escalates, right? If you're dating him and you've been dating for six months and then he breaks up with you, that sense of rejection is so painful. Or he cheats on you with someone else, right? So painful. It's saying, I'm not good enough. So how this can show up in your life as a feminine woman can affect the way that you then embrace your femininity. You may try to push your femininity all the way away and be cold and harsh and a man eater and just like stone cold woman because you don't want to deal with people and their inconsistent behaviors and your lack of trust for people. So I want you to think about these specific areas and see if some of these things are showing up in your personality. Being hypersensitive. Just thinking that people are always trying to offend you, hurt you, harm you. People who are hypersensitive really struggle with their femininity because they're not able to accept any kind of feedback. If you're in a relationship and your partner is just telling you something you don't like, maybe you can't handle it. Maybe you feel like, oh my gosh, they're going to break up with me or I'm so stupid. I'm not deserving of this relationship. Or maybe you just won't be able to accept the feedback because it hurts so much, you can't even let it in, right? Of course, this can show up in the workplace if you're hypersensitive. This will be very difficult for you to be able to keep a job, to be able to have friends and coworkers that are friends because you struggle with being able to hear something about yourself and not react in a negative way. If you struggle with feelings of rejection, you might also struggle with being able to make feminine friends. I know a lot of you really would love to have other ladies in your circle who are fun, beautiful, feminine women. But if you feel like you're not worth having friends because people really just don't like you, once they really get to know you, they end up dropping you. They don't even tell you why. Then you might see a woman who you think, wow, like I really like her. I would love to be her friend. Oh, but she's too pretty. You know, she's too pretty to want to be my friend. She's too pretty to want to hang out with me. I don't look like her and therefore she probably won't accept me because maybe in high school, the pretty girls didn't accept you. You wanted to hang out with them and be friends with them, but you weren't pretty enough, right? So even though you've now glammed yourself up as a beautiful feminine woman, you still don't feel pretty when you see someone who is pretty. If you've experienced rejection as a child and then maybe as an adult, again, in a relationship, you may think that your partner is going to cheat on you. You may always have it in your mind that this person is going to cheat on you. Perhaps you have had someone who cheated on you, or maybe you were in a relationship or marriage where the person that you were dating told you that they're actually gay. Yes, this does happen. Yes, this is very hurtful because that sense of rejection is on another level. It's not just, I'm rejecting you because I don't like you. I'm rejecting you because you do not even have what I'm looking for at all. There's no way you could be that because you are not a man, you are a woman. And that is hard to cope with as a person to say, how could I have missed this? What about me made him attracted to me in the first place? How come I can't be what he needs? 
right? And when you have this deep-seated rejection hurt in relationships, it can cause you to be the one who's always cheating on people because you think that this person might leave you tomorrow. And if this man leaves you, you're going to be by yourself and you can't handle someone leaving you. So either you're going to leave them or you're going to always have men on the side to make sure that you're getting all your needs met. And if this man leaves, you have someone right there. You have someone always validating you. Maybe these men, you're not actually cheating on him, but you are having inappropriate relationships with them, inappropriate conversations with them, just so that you can feel validated. Because when you struggle with rejection, you need validation constantly. You need your partner to always tell you you're beautiful. You always tell you that they want you, that they love you, that they want to stay, that you're everything and more to them. Always, always seeking that. You are always seeking for someone to tell you how important you are to them. And if you don't have that, it feels like a threat. Just like when you were a child, it feels like a threat and it's a legitimate threat as a child, because you need your parents to want you and look after you. But in a relationship, it starts to feel like a threat if they're not telling you and touching you and doing what they used to do, because it's telling you, oh, no, 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 something's wrong with me. They're going to leave me, right? So then you may start acting up in the relationship or doing little sneaky things on the side so that you feel like your needs are met. And how can you ever live in your femininity when you're being sneaky, when you're a liar, when you are a cheater, when you can't be trusted, when there's no sense of character in your life? Those things unfortunately cause you to lose your beauty and lose your attraction. If you struggle with rejection, when you are accepted, you may start to feel like you have to compromise your beliefs, your morals because of The fact that you really want to be accepted by these girls, you really want to be accepted by this man and his family. So even if they're saying things you don't agree with, you're agreeing. It's like that bobblehead thing where it's like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm mm-hmm. When really you're like, I don't agree with that, but you don't want to lose. You don't want to lose that connection. So you're not true to yourself. Your fear is greater than your love for yourself. And that's where the problem really lies. This is a fear-rooted hurt. And we have to get you out of that fear, that fear of being left, that fear of not being loved, that fear of not having anyone so that you can be authentic to you and you can be able to one day say, I am enough because I am a child of God. I am enough because I have a purpose. I have a plan in my life that God has mapped out for me. And I am accepted by Jesus. That is all I need. And he will bring me everyone and everything that I need to really be whole. For some of you, you might feel like you've been rejected by God because you have poured your heart out to God about things, asked for things, you feel like, where is God? Where was he to help me with all these things when these bad things happened to me? Why wasn't I protected? Why wasn't I saved from this? Maybe God himself doesn't like me. You're saying that God loves me, but how do I know that? Maybe you really feel like God doesn't love you, that maybe he loves other people more. So on top of feeling rejected by the world, you feel rejected by your creator. 
And that's a painful, painful place to be, to feel like God doesn't want you. Well, here's the truth. All of us, in a sense, have been rejected by God in the sense that we need a savior, that we're born into sin. We're born into this world, which is the world of the devil. And the only way to actually be in God's family, to actually have God operating as father is for you to fully give your life over to him, to accept him as your Lord, to accept Jesus as your Lord and trust him, have faith that he loves you, that everything that you're going through will be used for your good in the future. Know and believe that he has plans for you, that his plans for you are to prosper you and not to harm you. Because that's what the Lord says in his word in Jeremiah 29, 11, that he has a plan for every single person. The Lord finished everything before he started it. Your life was finished before it began. That's why it began. You're here because there was something that God created you to do that has already been done by you. Now you have to do it. And unfortunately, we sometimes feel like because we didn't get what we wanted, that God doesn't love us when it's not the truth. God loves you so much. He hates sin. He hates evil. He hates everything that the devil has done, but that's why he needs you to make the choice to come to him so that he can heal you. Those things that you've experienced, he wants to heal you. He wants to cleanse you from those things, from that pain, from those memories. He wants to heal you so that even though it happened, it no longer has the power over you to dictate how you see the world, how you see yourself, how you see what happens to you. He wants to bring the kingdom of heaven into your life, bring heaven's culture, heaven's lifestyle, heaven's influence into your life. But the only way he can do that is if you let him. But remember, my love, that you are accepted by Jesus. He just needs you to invite him in because he will never impose on you. He loves you so much that he gave you free will, the choice to choose him. I'm sure some of you don't realize this, but Jesus Christ, who is the son of God, when he was here on earth as a man, was rejected, was rejected from the womb, was rejected from the very beginning. And even when he started doing things to prove that he was really it, he really could do the things that they couldn't do, he proved it, people still rejected him. And he was a son of God. He was God. He is God. But people still couldn't accept him. He was rejected so that you could be accepted. He was rejected to show that even if you're perfect, it doesn't matter. People are still going to be people. And you will still experience the pain of people not wanting 
to let you into their circle. But you don't have to experience that pain anymore. Because Jesus died for you, because he allowed you to be able to take his hand and give him your problems, you now have a comforter. And that's what I want all of you to experience, the comfort and the love of God. The Lord says that he heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. When your heart has been broken from people, from situations, from life's traumas, the things that have made you feel like you were not enough, Jesus is there to heal. Jesus is here to heal that. He loves you so much and wants you to accept his love and trade in your pain for his peace. When you accept Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior, he gives you this beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. He's a spirit of God who lives inside of those who have truly given their lives to him. And he's called the comforter. He's called the comforter because he comforts you. When something happens, he is there to hold you emotionally because these are emotional and mental issues. These are issues that are deep in your spirit and in your soul. These are strongholds. This is the devil, the enemy, and demons trying to bring you down, trying to make you feel like you hate yourself, hate your life, hate people, so that you can destroy yourself. It's a battle. It's a battle for your soul. But baby, your spirit belongs to Jesus. Your spirit belongs to God. And he's able to turn all of those things around and help you to be able to see yourself the way he sees you. And that's what you want. You want your self-image to be the image of God. And the Holy Spirit, your comforter, will teach you about who you really are, why you're really here, and help you by bringing you people and resources and connections to give you all the things that you could have gotten as a child but didn't get, or give you all the things that that man took away from you that you never thought you would get again. And I've experienced this personally, where I have experienced such a shattered heart that I thought I could never bounce back from. And the Lord healed my heart. He bound up my wounds. He blessed me beyond all I could ever ask, think, or imagine When I gave my life to him, when I gave the pain to him, when I said, this is too much, I can't do this. I can't do this alone. He says, you were never supposed to. I'm here for you. Just give it to me and let me help you. And he wants to help you right now. There are so many things that you can do to help yourself. And I encourage you to. And I talked about that in my last video, like journaling, spending time with yourself, giving yourself positive affirmations that are based from the Bible. Because you can tell yourself in the mirror, I am beautiful, I am strong, I am successful, but you're not feeling very beautiful, not feeling very strong, and have no signs of being successful. It means nothing if it's not rooted in truth. You have to know the truth about yourself. And the truth is Jesus. The truth is in the Bible. So if you can find scriptures 
scriptures that tell you about who you are because it tells you about how God made you and you repeat those affirmations to yourself, now you're speaking life. Real life is being poured back into you. And you will see the difference when you do this. Also, of course, if you have access to a therapist, I highly recommend seeing a therapist to help you to overcome these things that you struggled with in your childhood because that is needed. You do need to sometimes sit with a real person who can help you, who can validate your feelings, who can show you ways in which you made mistakes and ways that you can then sort of tweak things with your personality. Some of you have had rejection wounds that have left you very socially awkward and you need help with social skills. Maybe you don't need a therapist per se, but you need someone to help you learn how to start a conversation, how to be a friend, how to, you know, do these things that other people find very like normal and easy to do, but they didn't have your life. They didn't have your parents. They didn't have your situation. So of course it's easy for them, right? And it's a blessing because here on YouTube, there are so many people who do this kind of content because they want to help you. If you have, you know, other issues that add to these rejections, perhaps you have a physical deformity or a illness of some sort, or maybe you have autism, you know, something that really does impact your ability to do things anyway. And then you have the rejection on top of that. Those things are like a double whammy in the sense that you need different kinds of help. You need support, but you need skills. So seeking those things, because you can take yourself to all the dinners and all the vacations and buy all the clothes and the bags and all of those things will mean nothing if at the end of the day, you don't want to be alive. Okay, we need you here. Your life is worth it. You are here for a reason. You were fearfully and wonderfully made by God. The Lord knew you before he even formed you. You belong to God. And regardless of the people who didn't understand your value, understand your worth, like giving a diamond ring to a three-year-old, just because that three-year-old didn't know what to do with the diamond ring and was throwing it around and dropping it in soup and doing things to ruin the ring doesn't mean the ring didn't have value. The ring has so much value, but it's in the hands of someone who can't understand the value. And you may have been in the hands of people who did not understand your value. A lot of times being rejected is a blessing because you were kept hidden from people who could have really, really harmed you. Instead of you dating that popular basketball player, you didn't date anyone. And one day you dated the one person that you needed to date and he became your husband because you only need one. Rejection from a job, rejection from even a parent who could have been extremely abusive towards you, who could have ruined you and you didn't have a chance to meet or have a chance to spend time with as a child, is a blessing. A lot of things that the Lord does, we don't see it as a blessing because we have our own agenda, our own schedule. We have our own mindset of what we think we need, but the Lord knows what we need. And above anything else, what we need is Him. What you need, my love, is God. He will heal you. 
All of these issues with abandonment and rejection are rooted in fear. But the Lord says, do not be afraid. God does not want you to ever be afraid. He wants you to put your fears on him. In the scripture, the Lord says, do not be afraid for I am with you. Do not be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41, 10. God will be with you. God will strengthen you. God will heal you. And I would love for you to be able to open up yourself to receive his healing power today, right now, by accepting Jesus, because he's the only way in. If you want that, if you want what it is that I'm talking about, which is peace, peace from the noise in your mind, peace from the heaviness in your heart, peace has a name. He is Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And unfortunately, regardless of what you've heard, there's no other way to God except through Jesus. He came as a son of God and as God, he died and rose again to be able to show you that no matter what is done to you, he can overcome it. And he came to show you, my love, that you can die to all of these things and be resurrected and be lifted up and be born again. And that's what I invite you to do. That is the way to really be healed from this is to give it to Jesus and allow him to let you have a brand new life with him at the center of it. And he will heal you and bring you everything and everyone else you need to ensure that that process is fully sealed. So I know that you may struggle to be able to make friends, to be able to keep dates and stay in relationships and stay in marriages and hold down jobs and all of these things. People can't tell you anything because they're afraid you're going to snap because you cannot handle feedback. Maybe you can't even look yourself in the mirror. You just don't feel beautiful, but you are. You are so beautiful. You are so loved. You are so needed in this world. We need you. Jesus loves you so much. I love you. And I hope that this information helped to just plant something in your heart to open up room for healing. You will be the feminine woman that God created you to be. You will be fiercely feminine. And I thank you so much for allowing me to pour into you, to speak into you. And I know that you will be healed if you open your mind and your heart to it. You can find me on Instagram at the Dr. Daff Show and at Dr. Michelle Daff. And if you love smelling good, if you love fragrance, but also love having power behind something beautiful, then I invite you to visit my fragrance line, findforever.com, and purchase a beautiful 
feminine fragrance for yourself that is rooted in the scriptures from God to remind you that no matter what, with God, you will be fine forever. I love you and I will see you in the next video. Bye-bye.